Welcome to the All The Wiser Podcast. Here we believe your journey toward wisdom and wellness takes place in your heart and in your mind. If you're committed to grow, you have arrived at the right place to enhance your mental, emotional, and spiritual wellness. So welcome, partake in the pursuit of wisdom with us here at All The Wiser. All the wiser family. Welcome back. Welcome back. I am so thankful that you all have circled back once again. You have made the loop back around to all the wiser. My name is William Boyd, and I am honored and privileged to come before you today and listen. This session that we are diving into today hits home for me and the inspiration for which was largely uh, based upon what I personally have been working on this year. You know, some people, they start off the New Year's by picking a thematic word that will sustain them throughout the year. Like some people are like, my word for this year is change. My word for this year is transform. My word for this year is authenticity, right? Everyone picks these words. And um, I personally am not one who engages in this. And I typically decline to do so when New Year's comes around. January arises and you're supposed to you know, do certain things to keep these words top of mind. However, this year in 2022, as I reflect on the year so far, I can see that there has been a word woven through the threads of my personal growth this year. And that word is capacity. This year, I have repeatedly found myself having to define and declare my capacity for various areas of my life. And I've had to come to terms with the fact that a better course of action for me, uh, rather than simply continuing with my commitments in order to maintain the status quo, it's healthy to evaluate whether I have the capacity for whatever it is, whether it's worth stretching the capacity for the good of myself or in service or sacrifice of someone else who may be a benefit. This word came up early in the year capacity, but as I've worked with my therapist and we've worked on me, of course, and on the the topic of boundaries in particular, this capacity boundary kept coming up. And so uh, today I just wanted to dive in and challenge us to evaluate what capacity is, what our capacity may look like. And I actually have a couple of categories within the term capacity that hopefully you guys can take away with and use as starting points as you do some self-reflection this week. So let's talk about capacity today, you guys. Gino Wickman is one of my favorite business authors. He's written a couple of books, How to Be a Great Boss. Um, He's also written a book called Traction. And within the book, it basically describes and outlines what he calls an entrepreneurial operating system. And this system helps entrepreneurs structure and organize their enterprise in order to help the leaders get the right people in the right seats of the organization and to set goals that align with the organization's vision, mission and values. Fantastic book. I highly recommend it for those who have already begun a business, want to grow their business or are inspiring 
or dreaming of creating one. And that also could go for nonprofits as well. I think the principles and tenets of that book can apply on either side of the, the profit line, profit or nonprofit. But within his book, Gino says that to lead a team, a leader must do three things. They have to get it, they have to want it, and they have to have the capacity for it. Get it, meaning they need to have a grasp and understanding of what needs to be done and an understanding of the resources and how to access those resources. Want it, have the will, the desire within themselves, and also be able to draw external resources that can keep them inspired and motivated to move forward. They need to get it and they need to want it. But today, I want to focus on the capacity piece. While the profundity of the first two cannot be overstated, Gino's categorizations of capacity have helped me tremendously this year. They've given me lenses through which I can now evaluate my capacity, not just in the professional or business sphere, but also in my personal life. The question that I am posing to you today, as inspired by uh, the, the topic of capacity, is do you have the intellectual, emotional, physical, and time capacity to excel in the undertakings you are committed to? Now, before we dive deeper into this, understand there are some commitments, you guys, we cannot get out of, right? There are parental, familial commitments that just are. Children need raising. Sometimes elder parents need caring for. Those things happen. What we're talking about or discussing today are are some of the commitments outside of those things. And as we look at our intellectual, emotional, physical, and time capacities, We're going to dive into each and hopefully it'll help you from the outside looking in, examine what areas in your life you may be struggling to maintain or uphold your capacity for. So let's get started. Emotional capacity. Emotional capacity entails uh, things like empathy. Do you have compassion for other people? Do you have compassion for yourself? Are you willing to connect with people authentically? Do you have the courage to take the risks and persevere as needed, especially if you're starting a new venture, starting a business, leading a group of people? Everything may not appear to be or look clear from the start. It takes courage to take leaps sometimes. Do you have the courage? Do you have the ability to harmoniously fuse humility and confidence? Can you operate and move forward with humble confidence? And within emotional capacity, also evaluate whether you have the self-awareness of how you make other people feel when you influence them. It's a matter of emotional intelligence. Now, if you're wondering what it looks like on the other side, if emotional capacity is lacking, Emotional, the lack of emotional capacity often looks like being unaware of how your influence is affecting other people. The tent or, or tentativeness, separate from uh, the lack of empathy or awareness of how you influence other people, uh, a tentativeness, just a lack of confidence or an overconfidence that is not rooted in truth, fact, and love. 
Let's proceed forward here. Intellectual capacity. And when I talk about intellectual capacity, I'm not talking about whether or not you're smart. I'm not talking about your IQ or in a comparative sense, whether you are, quote unquote, smarter than the next woman or the next man. Here in intellectual capacity, we are talking about your ability, your capacity to think critically, to solve complex problems. Can you predict, prioritize and plan things with proper foresight? One of the things I see oftentimes is a lot of people have a vision for the product they want to deliver to the market, but they are not aware of how to get from where they are now to the delivery of the product. Maybe it's a lack of research. Maybe it is an over-reliance on passion and ideation. But part of intellectual capacity is knowing that to transmute my idea into being, into existence, I need to do some planning. I need to anticipate how the world or the market around me is going to behave or respond. And of all the data that I gather and the decisions that I think I need to make in order to adapt to or react in my plan, I need to prioritize what's important, what's not so important. And the prioritization piece is also going to be helpful for our time capacity, because if you can properly prioritize, you may have an easier time remaining disciplined in regards to your time. So people who may lack or evidence of struggling intellectual capacity looks like overanalyzing some things while oversimplifying other things. It may look like creating a plan or setting objectives without identifying the resources needed to carry out that plan, to re-articulate that in a different way. It may look like getting going, getting started, and once the initial wave of passion and excitement wanes, the whole operation falls apart. Because outside of the heart, outside of the passion, outside of the desire to do something, there was no plan. There's no structure in place. It takes intellectual capacity to think critically and create the structure, the plan. So let's move forward. We've talked about emotional capacity, intellectual capacity. Your physical capacity is crucial. Do you have the stamina? Do you have the energy? Do you have the tenacity to finish what you start? I love how Capacity can be examined in so many different ways. And as we talk about physical capacity, that aligns right along with our emotional, right? How often has our discouragement and our disappointment cut the legs out from underneath our stamina and our energy? Because we experienced something unexpected, we were hurt and disappointed. And that unresolved hurt and disappointment disintegrated our stamina, and our tenacity. We gave up. We simply gave up. And evidence of low physical capacity looks like the unwillingness to go above and beyond the standard or an unwillingness to quickly jump in and assist or help other people when they're needed. You see that there's a need to your left or to your right, but you just don't feel it. And it's, I, I don't have it. I'm just not feeling it. I'm sorry. That is evidence of 
lacking or struggling physical capacity. And finally, time capacity. Time capacity is the self-discipline to use time effectively. And I don't know about you all, but this time capacity is an absolute challenge and struggle for me. If anyone knows me, they know how much I like to pack in a given day. I look at the day and I go, man, I'm a morning person anyway. If I can wake up early, I can squeeze all of these things in before noon and hopefully I can use the next block of the day to do this. And I try to pack in so much. And as a result, sometimes I'm overwhelmed and I'm overbooked. Your time capacity. Do you have the discipline to use your time effectively? And again, we talked about the prioritization piece within the intellectual capacity. Well, guess what? If things are properly prioritized and structured, you may you are less likely to experience the frustration of being overbooked and overcommitted because here's what happens with life. The unexpected arises. We have an hour by hour plan of how we're going to use our resources and what we're going to do. And one person gets sick. One flat tire arises. Right. One, one unexpected phone call rocks our entire day. And our discipline, the decision to use the resource, the gift of time in that day goes completely out the window. This area, again, is one I have constantly had to look at the prism of capacity through and go, my time, guys, my time. It's a, tr- it's a struggle. It's a challenge. But I have to constantly tell myself everything that's important isn't urgent and everything that's urgent isn't important. Just remember that, folks. And so the evidence of a deficit in time capacity may look like you being what I call a time thief. You're robbing Peter to pay Paul, but not robbing people. You're robbing yourself. You're robbing one time commitment to invest more time in another. Perhaps you are perpetually late. It's just a problem for you. You have a very hard time keeping to a schedule and being on time. And maybe you're overbooked. Maybe you've said yes to one thing too many. You're overbooked and it has rendered you almost unable to keep all of the commitments you have. So like I said, you need to uh, leave early from this place to go here or you need to stay longer here. But that means you're going to have to cancel on this person or on this commitment at the last minute. Oftentimes, people with deficits in time capacities, we've seen or I've seen within their person or their personality, they have an unwillingness to shed. They have an unwillingness to delegate. They have an unwillingness to ask for help. They think that they are the only person that can do everything they're doing and they won't let others in. If that sounds like you, it's okay because it sounds like me. (laughs) We are in this together, but... This year, I have been wrestling and working through better ways to identify, accept and frame my flow of life around my capacity, my emotional capacity, my intellectual capacity, my physical capacity, my time capacity. As we come to a close here, I want to kind of sum it up or abbreviate it. So I asked you all a question earlier. I'm going to rephrase the question. Do you? have the heart, the brains, the stamina, and self-discipline 
to excel in your undertakings and commitments. That's really what it comes down to. I know I broke it down and and, and detailed what each of these capacities look like and the consequence or the evidence of them lacking, but it's down to this. Do I have the heart, the brain, the stamina, and the self-discipline? Now, I know sessions like these challenge you and challenge me to begin evaluating which areas of our capacity need the most attention. Because some of us, many of us may have capacity issues, but until now you didn't realize, oh wait, my capacity issue is not emotional or time, it's physical. Or some may say, I have all the exuberance and the energy in the world. My capacity issue is not energy and it's not intellectual, it's time. Because my brain thinks I can do a whole lot and my body knows I have a lot of energy. So now I'm overbooked and I'm booked and busy. This session gives you and I the opportunity to look at it from a wide scope, from a wide frame. I think all of us have needed areas of improvement as it pertains to this. I just want to warn you all, leaving deficits in capacity unaddressed will produce dysfunction and frustration within ourselves, within our familial, professional, and social connections. So we must be watchful and mindful of how important our capacity is, what division or area of capacity we're struggling with, and what we may be able to do to address them one by one. I firmly believe that as we the All the Wiser family can get a grasp and a grip on what capacities we have. From there, we may be able to share the wealth. We can delegate. We can ask for help. And we can create structures to better prioritize our lives, our tasks, our duties and responsibilities. Not to get to a perfect equilibrium or equanimity, but to create a little more harmony. So, you guys, I hope this has been incredibly helpful for you all. Like I said, this capacity piece is something I've been working through all year long. So I just wanted to invite you into some of the work that I'm doing. I encourage you, if this has been of any value, worth a penny, worth a dime, worth a dollar, I encourage you to share this, spread the word, send this session to a friend, a family member, a coworker, and tell them what we've got going on here at All the Wiser. We want to invite as many of our friends and family in as we continue to deliver more rich content. I pray you all are well. Take care. Is this content planting seeds of wisdom in your life? Is this challenging you to examine the lens through which you view the world? Well, come on, y'all. If it's good to you, be good to someone else and share this content. This is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other platforms online. So we encourage you all to spread the word, sow the seeds far and wide. We at All the Wiser want to be as helpful as possible to many, many other hungry folks, much like yourself. Spread the word. We appreciate you. Much love.